Have you ever heard the parable of the prodigal son, also known as the two sons or the lost son? Well, a certain man had two sons. And so it begins. Kill the fatted calf. Will has returned and just in time for our version of March Madness. I'm back, bitches. Hello and good evening. I'm Douglas Bowles, and you are listening to 42 Minutes, a production of SyncBook Radio and thesyncbook.com, a weekly conversation with the interesting artists and thinkers of our day. You can find us online at 42minutes.com, and you can reach us by sending a message to mail at 42minutes.com. You can also follow our tweets at Sync42 and at SyncBook. Today is the third day of March, and this is our kickoff show in a month-long music showcase in which we only talk to bands for all of March. Madness, indeed. Of course, what this means is that the countdown to Treefort has begun yet again. And if you've forgotten, Treefort is the annual music festival in Boise, Idaho, which occurs this year, March 25th through the 29th, featuring some 500-plus bands, as well as stories, films, comedy readings, yoga, art, food, and friends. It's my favorite time of year. More information about it can be found at treefortmusicfest.com. And this year on our podcast, during this Festival of Discovery, we have the pleasure of meeting bands such as Transistor Send, Triathlon, Deep Creeps, Twerps, Rose Quartz, Sachi, Sisters, and we are pleased to announce that we just added the Young Evils. So we definitely have our work cut out for us. But that said, who are we meeting tonight, Mr. William Morgan, and how have you been? I've been good, Doug. It's good to hear your voice finally again. Well, tonight on this 174th podcast, we are meeting Deluxe from Los Angeles, California. They are a post-disco dance punk DIY duo that sound like they could have come out of 1979 or 1982 just as easily as now. Deluxe is comprised of multi-instrumentalist Sean Guerin and Isaac Franco. Their 2014 album, Voyage, from Innovative Leisure, caught people's attention at both KCRW and the Huffington Post, and they have a new record on the way. We are excited to see them play this year at Tree Fort Friday night on March 27th at 1 a.m. at the Neurolux. Welcome, guys. How are you tonight? Hi, we're good. Pretty good. Yeah. Great. <laughs> and I should say that the tricky thing about when you're saying, like, the schedules, you know, even though it's it's Friday night at 1 a.m., it's actually Saturday morning, so it's weird. So I think that always screws me <laughs> up. But Yeah, I know. I think I think people's brains are wired to think that it's still Friday, though. Yeah, that's and it seems like that's how they they set it up. So, yeah. um, have you guys played in Boise before? Never. Never. All right. Yeah. Well, we're excited. We're looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, us too. It's gonna be cool. I'm very curious because I hear how many different people, um, you know, individuals say that you remind them of but i'd really want to know like exactly where you guys are at like who who has inspired you right um i mean uh pretty much i mean there's like we get you know we'll get compared with you know certain bands like talking heads or lcd sound system and right and a couple other bands um and some of that some of that holds true definitely like i love we love Talking Heads. We love LCD. Um, they draw inspiration, but there's definitely more 
there's more out there to it. Um, not even just just music or musicians, but just artists in general. Um, we were talking we were talking on the KXSC radio before we played that show earlier uh, last week, actually. And, and this and this show like, was at Dodger Stadium. The poster said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was at Dodger Stadium. Um, How many people there, were there at but... Dodger Stadium? <laughs> um, you know, it was kind of low this time. It was like maybe three hundred. Yeah, three four hundred in and out. Yeah. I, so so, so I, I'm snickering because when I first saw the poster for this gig they just played, I thought they were playing Dodger Stadium, but it turns out that you you guys are playing with somebody named DJ Dodger Stadium. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. But uh, but but yeah, back to the the inspirations. I mean, there's there's it, it kind of it's kind of funny because it it'll change throughout. I feel like like this next record that's coming out, like there's different inspirations for that. The first one was like, um, you know, it was just like there was a lot more like there was a lot more like old school disco kind of inspirations as well as just like lyricism inspiration. Um, but like for for example, this new record is like I like for me I picked up this random record in Seattle and it was by this this girl named Karen Finley mm-hmm. and she was in the eighties and she had the most vulgar lyricism I've ever heard. <laughs> like I would if you listen to this record you would you would make rappers blush. Like <laughs> it, it's ridiculous. So, and it was interesting because, like, listening to it, I thought the music behind it was kind of cool, but, and the lyrics literally did make me blush, and I thought it was, like, kind of hard to listen to, but at the same time, you admire the amount of, like, um, ambition just by, like, saying those words. And, and so, like, that kind of went through to me as inspiration for this next record. Well, that brings up another question. I know that I've heard the way that you guys produce is one of you will play an instrument and then the other will play off there. And so, like, the song kind of progresses. You never know where it's going to come from. But does that also mean that you do your lyrics last? Or do you ever uh, write at the same Or start time? with, the person talking right now is Sean. Are you primarily the, yeah, yeah. the singer? Yeah, or do yeah, you both I... sing equal, equal amounts? Uh, no, I'm I'm pretty much singing almost 100% um, and writing almost 100% of the lyrics. The first record, there was a couple lyrics like I think he chimed in on Isaac did, and he'll 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 like give me opinion, you know. But for the most part, I find interest in just like you know instrumentation. I think that's like my thing for now. I find it comfortable. It's just fun for me. But yeah, I mean, I write pretty much most of the lyrics, so. What is the, um, I guess what I was asking earlier about is the process. I mean, what is the lyric process for you? Right, right. Um, it's kind of, it is, it is like what it, like what you've read is kind of, it's more, it, it depends really. Like most of the writing will start out with any idea. Like it could, like, for example, <laughs> we actually kind of semi started on our third record after we finished our second, but <laughs> um, the, we, we came up with a song and literally the song came about because of one, um, one lyric. And I said more disco songs about love. And I was like, let's make a song about more disco songs about love, like going around where we live and just playing disco songs about love. So 
you know, so like something like that, like can come about where it's just a lyric that will start a song or it could be a bass line or even just a drum beat. So I got to tell you, man, it's hard not to dance. It's hard not to dance. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be a sweaty disco party Friday night. <laughs> each each song on Voyage really sounds like a, like a different universe, and I think I read that you, you like that. Is that true? Yeah. And on the new album, do you feel yeah. that, the, is that the same, or is there, how, how what is the progression no, I, of songs like on the new album? I, I feel like with both albums, like, each song has its own, like, flavor, which I I genuinely, I genuinely like about the stuff that we write because when I listen to other bands, it kind of, it's, it's kind of a turn off if like all the songs kind of sound similar or they use the same formula to write the song. Right. And like, uh, when we sound different for every song, I just, I like that dynamic. I, I really like, I'm attracted to that. So the, the second album and the first album are similar in that sense, but they're also very different because we progressed as artists. Great. And the new album is called What? And when can we expect to see that? Um, I'm actually not sure if we can say okay. the name yet. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we can tell you it's going to be in the summer. Okay, great. This dynamic spontaneity, I mean, it crosses over in your live shows too, I imagine. Are we going to get the same thing that's on the CD? Yeah, actually. Um, I mean, it's funny because the progress we have, like, the progress live has come a long way. I mean, when we first started playing, uh, we were just kind of trying to, you know, just play our instruments, get the songs down, be comfortable. And then we kind of want to evolve the performance into something where each song has its unique, like, entertainment live. You know, like, it's its, its own, like, interesting visual to it so um, we're kind of evolving that with each song so it's kind of it's getting there and I think this new album is going to definitely make it it's going to be cool to you know pick and choose from one album and then the second album as well to make that happen also for a live set we kind of like we kind of like think well we have the mentality of like trying to be like a DJ and we pick the songs that we want to play and we kind of intertwine them sometimes and like just like like a DJ would, they would just like blend tracks and maybe play half a song here, and that's what we're doing live. Huh? To see what's wow. working with the crowd. Yeah. So it's 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 definitely like um, it's kind of like there's no limits, you know. Like we just try to do things. We're trying to do things with the songs where it's like kind of unexpected and fun at the same time, and still stays true to the song, you know. Okay, so then uh, what can we expect in Boise? Um, what do you do in the live situation, Sean? What do you do, Isaac? And then how much of a crew do you bring with you? Okay, yeah. Um, well, you can expect a lot of energy, that's for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I mean, I, I'll i play guitar and sing most of the time. And then Isaac, he'll be playing bass. Uh, and then we have a drummer and then a guy on synth. So he'll be playing like a Moog Voyager, a DX7, and then like a cheap Casio. And then um, and then another guitar player. So, um, and, and are, but like there's... 
Does yeah. it, is this a band that you tour with? Like you, these, these are, these are your guys or is, do you build the band each time you go out? These are our guys. Yeah. Actually our synth player, James, uh, he couldn't make it for the East Coast tour we did, but so we had a guy fill in for us. who was really cool. Um, and played just as well. And what kind of reception did you have out there? Oh, uh, really good. Yeah. I mean, it was, I mean, there was there was definitely shows where it was slow, you know, because um, there's certain areas where I feel like you know people don't really know who we are. <laughs> um, but definitely, uh, the New York show was probably the best. Uh, we played at pianos, and it was it was packed, and like the energy was incredible. And, like everyone, what, what was very like interesting was seeing how well people knew the songs. Um, mm. Like. There were, you know, it was cool just to see people yell out lyrics. I was like, kind of surprised, actually. Yeah. Wow. Well, is I mean, do you guys are you excited about Tree Fort and seeing other bands as well? Oh yeah. Um, I, I really like. Um, I know of Montreal is playing. Yeah. I really like them. Also, uh, Bad, Bad, Not Good. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah your label mates. They're on the same record label as us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we were stoked to find out we're playing with them, but then we found out, like, our <laughs> set time is the same, so we can't even see them. Yeah. It's, like, kind of a bummer, but I'm sure we'll be able to hang out. Yeah. Good time. Good time. And I really want to see, uh, I really want to see Foxygen. Um, I really like what those guys do, just, like, their, their energy and just not giving a shit about anything yeah they played a couple tree forts ago and it was it was amazing there was it was it was one of it was a great live show just so much energy yeah well the the place you're playing is it's um it's going to be packed with people it's going to be great so oh sweet yeah (laughs) it's going to be sweaty (laughs) (laughs) Um, Some of that good old-fashioned Boise yeah, stuff. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> so 1979, 1982, why, why those two years? What happened in those uh, years that are meaningful to you guys? Well, well, here's, here's a funny story about the bio that, that wasn't in the bio. <laughs> um, I mean, it was actually kind of funny. We did an interview slash, like, bio handling um, with this guy Chris from LA Record, and um, and he did our bio, and we just did an interview with him, and he kind of just came up with that, you know. So it was kind of it was almost like his it was like his opinion bio, but also mixed in with our approval. Oh. Um, but uh, yeah, but I mean, there's definitely some truth to the '78, you know, '82. Um, there's just a lot of like disco records that we love from the late seventies is also like synth pop stuff when synths actually started arising, you know, during that time. And then okay. just kind of like the post punk movement. Yeah, also talking heads was killing it during that time. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Psycho killer. Have you guys ever covered anybody before? Yeah, we have a cover of um Marky Moon by television. Sweet. Yeah, and so our show it's a show usually about meaning. And we like mm-hmm. the idea of unintentional meaning. And so then, even though you didn't pick 1979, 1982... Oh, Lord. Does it have... I mean, so, like, what... what If we said synchronicity to you, 
Do you guys mm-hmm. have any of any of those moments where where something happens that opens a door and all of a sudden this life unfolds? Mm. Like, how did you guys meet? <laughs> I mean, your bio says you appeared one another to, you know, so like you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did you guys go yeah, to the same high school? Of, that like, yeah, that was just kind of like a joke. Like we, it, it's kind of, it's interesting because when someone asks you, like, where did you meet? You know, we we answered in this way where like we don't really know we just we just like the 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 earliest memory is just kind of an appearance you know it's not really like oh we met at this time on this day in this classroom <laughs> in this high school it's more of like oh you've just been around me this whole time yeah you were you just know? like walking down the hallway and I was like wow you're a douchebag and then <laughs> I yeah. <laughs> But so you guys did go to the it. same high school in. We did, yeah. yeah. In L.A. or somewhere yeah. near L.A. Yeah, in Los Angeles, yeah. And then, That's so d- have you guys been doing music, you know, all through your teens? Um, I I've been playing I've been playing music since I was like fifteen, um, but we didn't start writing together until we were like twenty-two, I'd say. Yeah. And I was making, like, hip-hop beats in high school. I had, like, this uh, hip-hop rap group. Uh, <laughs> it was called uh, Wife Beaters. Right. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's just, like, uh, me and one of my friends would just, like, make beats on Fruity Loops that, like, a uh, program. Yeah, yeah. And we had our friend Ben just rap over it. And we did, like, you know, just, like, the whole auditorium show and... It was more like live hip hop. Like we would make beats, but then we'd also play live hip hop. Mm. So, do you guys ever? I mean, you ever want to follow the path of your bandmates with Bad Bad Not Good and and work with a hip hop artist like they did with? Uh, I think they just put out with Ghostface, right? Yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it'd be cool. You know, we've always well, actually, we've always thought about bringing in. Um, our friend Ben to rap on some some tracks. Bring Ben um, back in. <laughs> yeah, he's um, I mean he's actually he's actually not doing so well right now, um, but we've we've been kind of helping him out recently with some problems he's going through. Um, so whenever that happens where he's getting better, we're gonna bring him back in. He can rap about it. <laughs> right. Nothing. Tell us about LA. What is? I mean, I have kind of mixed experiences. I know it could be a cool place mm-hmm. to live. What What is the yeah. LA scene like? Um, it's it's got everything, really. Honestly, I I didn't actually realize it until I went to the East Coast, you know, and traveled a bit. Um, but you know, it's just got all types of people, weather, problems, food. It's just kind of ridiculous how widespread it is. Um, like, I mean, like, the the music scene is interesting. I mean, it's definitely, you know, it's also got everything, you know. But then there's definitely, you know, like, have you ever been to, like, Echo Park and Silver Lake, like, that's kind of, I guess that's what you'd call the hip area. Um, and it's got, you know, a lot of bands, you know, like, like kind of, I feel like there's a lot of uh, psych rock 
going around. Mm-hmm. I feel like I hear that a lot. Um, but then again, like I can't even say just one genre. It'll probably just others will come up. It's just everywhere. So, huh. um, Mexican food's really good. <laughs> <laughs> Tacos, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we go to this place, um, we live in uh, Glendale, and ah. um, and it's probably like 10 minutes away from almost everything, it's, it's a good place, um, but there's a place called El Saz in Glendale, and it's just got really, really good Mexican food, it's just the best. Is it pretty expensive? Not the Mexican no, food, but living where you do? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we live with our parents, so yeah. <laughs> It, it can be expensive, but, like, let me see. There's there's places oh. where you can find, like, for budget if you want to move out here, like, probably Eagle Rock, uh, Echo Park. Yeah. Huh. But, I mean, since we live with our parents, yeah. the answer is yes, it's expensive. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is, that's that's really nice. That... <laughs> oh, yeah, <man>. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, so then, uh, what are you reading what kind of movies you watching? Any anything? What what is getting you guys excited these days? Oh well, on Netflix there's this show called The Cosmos that I guess both of us have been watching. Like he's already watched it, but I'm like going through the series, and it's just like uh, it's just about science and the uh, universe and just kind of like updating people on what's new about science and. I think I've always found that interesting. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, I think I I told you about it, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you guys have watched The Cosmos on Netflix, but... It's, it's called The it's, Cosmos? Yeah, it's The Cosmos. What's it? Uh, uh, Tyson Greasy? Who's that guy's name? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. It's Tyson, yeah. Degrassi? Tyson Degrassi. Degrassi, Degrassi. yeah, that's Degrassi. Degrassi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was, it was kind of... It's kind of interesting to... To watch it because I didn't know so much. Like there was, right. I feel like me and Isaac will always like philosophize <laughs> over so many, so many different things about space and time, and try and think we know anything about quantum physics. Right. <laughs> and uh, and you just like you watch this show and you're like, oh shit! I didn't know That's, shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Wow. And so yeah, yeah, that's been yeah. And so this is the remake of what Carl Sagan started with his Cosmos. Is that right? Right. Carl? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And so, <laughs> what kind of trippy stuff do you guys? What I mean, lay it on us. We want to hear. Yeah. Um, Take us down the rabbit hole, the deluxe rabbit hole. <laughs> Let's see. Well, I know I've been I've been reading. Um, this comic book called Saga, um, and it's this really cool, really cool graphic novel by um, I forget his name. It's like Brian Vaughn, I think, and and it's a guy who I think he worked on Lost or something. But the the novel's great. It's just like this really weird, um, like science fiction, almost like comparing it to like a Romeo and Juliet aspect, where it's two different species who are at war and two fall in love and have a baby and they're trying to run away from all these guys who are trying to kill them. But it's, it's really interesting. And like the weird, just 
out of control, just different planets and it's, it's, it's just really weird. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But I've been reading that a lot. Um, When you do something like that, does it enter into your music or your creative process? Yeah, I think there's like a, um, a general kind of, what's the word? Like, like artistic way of going about things. Like it's kind of, I definitely have a very logical approach to things. Like I don't, um, like for example, in like lyricism, it's like, I like to be very out there. Um, and not so much like maybe being general about things. I like to get specific with certain words. Um, cause I feel like it conveys a little more relatability. Um, well, I got to so, tell like, you, my, just a my, general, I, I was just—I was just going to comment. My favorite song right now is "It All Works All the Time," and okay, I think—I yeah. think the reason is, I mean, it was like one of those things where I, I kind of dug the song for a long time, but it wasn't until I saw the video that it was like, "Oh, now I love this song." <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah. My mom it, hated that music video because <laughs> of the, uh, you know, like. The, yeah, that's like appetite for destruction. Every, that's like the reason bad. why you love rock and roll. You know what I'm saying? That's like, of course. Yeah, it. well, yeah. I mean, that's it's funny because that's like, it's like sometimes when you're creating, it's like you want to make something that people will hate sometimes, you know, or like something. It's almost like controversial in a way, but at the same time, it's like lovable. It's it's like this weird contrast. Yeah, I mean. I mean, I don't know. It's gangster rap. I mean, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're both Will and I are reading this book right now. It's called Season of the Witch, and it's it's all mm-hmm. about the occult and rock and roll and how it's it's a fun. Right. Book. Well, it basically says like you know it was the occult that pushed against the like Christian fundamental mentality of the nation at the time. Do you know what I mean? Like the mm-hmm. occult gave the artists like David Bowie and stuff like that, the imagination to create something that was moving. Yeah, and, outside of the yeah. normal square, you know, consciousness of the society of to 50s. break that. Yeah. yeah, to break out. They need Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. You need that. I mean, it's like, I don't know. It's art. It's fucking art. It's cool. Yeah. It's, I mean, the way, the way we look at it is limitless. You know, it's 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 kind of funny how it's some, sometimes art can be so you're stuck in this bubble and you're you're like a lot. Of, I feel like almost a lot of artists are stuck in this bubble and then finally they realize they can they can just go out of the bubble and they can do whatever they want. And that's what I feel like really creates something interesting or new or you know just. A, a little weird, but normal becomes normal at the same time. Right, kind of surreal in a way. But I wonder how much influence on the video did you guys have? Oh, uh, on the on the cat video. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, um, there's more than one video was, though. I think that you guys have. It just reminded yeah, yeah, me. Yeah. It, it was a good feeling. It reminded me of like the late '90s when videos were actually on TV and stuff, and you'd watch a video and you'd be oh, like, yeah. "What the what the fuck was that?" <laughs> you know what's funny is uh we actually um we uh the uh the guy who took our photos actually came up with that video idea 
and he sent it to us, and we were like, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> it was just really hilarious, and just, it's just, it's kind of like you're watching, you're watching a video, and then, yeah, like, like, you see something, and you don't expect, and you're like, what the fuck? You know, and it's like, <laughs> that is cool, you know, like. Why do the bullets have faces? Why do the bullets have faces? <laughs> um. But yeah, yeah, he, he, this guy, Nick Walker, he came up with the video idea and he had some animators help out. Um, so, yeah, he made that come to life. The um, Our other videos, our first video was kind of a mess, honestly. I mean, it wasn't completely a mess. It was just like uh, the director was really good, but we were on limited time because um, we were releasing music through Scion AV. Um which we personally thought was weird. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, it took us, like, we only had... Is that a car company, then? Yeah, it's a car company that um, releases music. And they release some cool stuff, but they, like, we huh. put some things in the video that we couldn't have, and we are like, what? You know? Yeah, they were very restricting, because I guess they have to have that safe corporate image. Sure. Yeah. So. Our original our original idea was um they were gonna they gave us money to make this video and we were gonna take the money to Vegas and and try to bet it on roulette and if we didn't win the money and we lost the money that would be the video. And if we got more money we would buy a Scion and blow it up. <laughs> but uh that didn't really work out. <laughs> awesome though. <laughs> That's what's wrong with the world right now. They don't listen to the artists. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I think that would have had way. I think that would have had way more YouTube hits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Deluxe blows up Scion. Yeah. How did you did? I'm I'm just curious about how you made these connections. Was it just a product oh. of being in LA with so much going on? And that, or, you know, I'm just, I'm wondering. Yeah. No, yeah. Um, it's, uh, it was actually really, um, it's definitely not just being in LA, you know, it's, it's very hard to like really get to the right person. I mean, it's, it, it all comes down to like, you know, 50%, you know, uh, connections and 50% your talent or your whatever artistic and also, um, you have to find, like, the people that actually are interested in, like, supporting you and are there and your friends. Like, our manager yeah. is, like, super cool. He's, like, more of a homie than anything. Exactly. So, that's, like, one example is, like, we met our manager through a friend who heard our music, you know, and the friend happened to know know him. So, it was it was connection and the fact that he liked the music. So it's it's definitely like LA is about meeting the right people. So that's what happened really. And our manager has like stuck by us for you know however long we've been doing this. And but we we initially met uh, our manager like is uh, your manager we, Scotty? Yeah, yeah, Scotty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we were just writing music at our studio just you know for fun because that's what we like to do. And the person we were sharing the studio, uh, Mike Edge, who was on uh, Stone's Throw. He knew Scotty at the time, and he just shot him over uh, a couple songs, and from then on, uh, we're here now. So, well, it seems like 
when when people when people find you they they're really excited mm-hmm. you know when we read something the press about you you know when people when 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 they find you they're they get really excited they can see that there is a lot of potential there yeah there's nothing like it well it's good to hear <laughs> um yeah uh, i mean i i don't i like i've it's funny like reading reading press stuff it's it's cool and i sometimes it's it's kind of funny like i'll read i've read some because when you go through press they also like our manager will send us oh you know your publicist uh got all this press together so, so he'll like show us like what people have been saying and, and we'll get it and and it's interesting because some people in press will literally not give a shit and they'll just post the bio and they won't like, they won't say anything. They'll just be like, okay, copy and paste bio and that's it. And you can just tell like they don't give a shit. Um, right. and, and then there's the people who, you know, who actually give a shit and write, you know, cool stuff. So, um, well, it's, it's a good like, album. I mean, everything on it, everything on the, that EP is like good. <laughs> well, I'm but, wondering. Like, it's a, it's one of those, cla- it's one of those like you can play it from start to finish, which is rare. I mean, usually you'll get like a, a demo of like one or two good songs, and then the rest of what they put mm-hmm. on there is filler. But this thing is like intricate, and some of the songs you have to listen to multiple times just to get like their essence of what they actually are, and that's cool. Like you guys said, I mean, it's a lot of in, it's a, it's a dynamic like spontaneity. That you right. just catch the right, the catch the right um, groove. Exactly, yeah. And it's and it's funny because I uh, my my mom is really into classical music. She's a classical um, she plays classical piano, and um, and she was telling me like when she listens to the music we write, she was like. You know, it's kind of like classical music. There's like, there's almost like a lot going on. So you have to keep listening to it every time to like catch certain things and textures. Um, so I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that's nice. Now the yeah. the question though is who you guys are listening to yourselves now. Like, who's who's on the tip of your tongue? Who's like being replayed a couple of times in your player? Danger Mouse. <laughs> Well, I wanted to ask what what you hear from people that like bugs the hell out of you. Oh, it bugs the hell out of me. Yeah. Um, you know what's funny? <laughs> no, I love this question. <laughs> um, let's see. I mean, you know, it's funny. I mean, we get Talking Heads a lot, obviously. But you guys really um, like the Talking Heads, and I don't feel like you're copying anyone. Everything's more like an homage, <laughs> where you have a deep respect for these. It's the the voice is similar, right. but that's yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's just like exactly. it's like, but it's om- it's not something that I would hold against you guys at all. It just reminds me of Burn, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would agree with you, you know. So it's like, it's it's kind of funny because I I I take it from a perspective of like if somebody says that to me, oh, you know, you guys ever sound, you guys ever hear, you guys sound like Talking Heads or David Byrne. And I'm like, yeah, oh yeah, all the time. And then I think I think the one thing that maybe bugs me is that. I feel like a lot of people, and I've said this in a couple interviews recently, um, that I feel like the lyr- lyricism goes on the wayside. Like, oh. they don't consider the lyricism. Yeah. And so what's funny is, like, 
when I when I kind of picked that up after the first album kind of um, washed away with press, I was like, we were writing new stuff, and for this new album, I I wrote this song, I wrote the lyrics to the song, and it was like, you know, I'm gonna write a song where you have to pay attention to lyrics, like you have to fucking pay attention no matter what. So there's like some songs on the new record that are very like out there and and just you're going to be like, what did he just say? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you do have, (laughs) like I I told you before we started, I have the kids and piano lessons on Tuesday, and you do have the song with with the fuck you chorus. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My son walks up. Yeah, your friend. Is he saying what I think he's saying? Yeah, he's like... (laughs) (laughs) sometimes your friends aren't your friends it's a lesson you need to learn kid (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah that was so um it was funny we uh on our release show we had visuals for that song and we just had um big letters with fuck you in the back when we did that song (laughs) i'm sure your mom didn't approve I think they may have been a little bit out of sync too, so they might have they might have appeared like a bit earlier than we said "fuck you." So all of a sudden, like it's saying "fuck you" on the stage, like ten seconds before we start. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, we have a friend who does visuals in LA. I know LA's big, but it would be funny if if you knew him or if you cross paths, there's a guy named Michael Allen who's been doing visuals for a long time, but that's what he does down there. A lot of big bands. Oh, nice. Yeah. It, it'll be funny. You'll, you'll end up... He's trippy. He's like... He's, I guarantee you he watches the Cosmos, too. <laughs> I oh, think it's called Just Cosmos. I don't think it's called The Cosmos. Well, it's just the... I think there was a Carl Sagan one back in like the yeah, 70s or whatever. Yeah, Carl Sagan one. Yeah, and then Degrassi or whatever his name Neil is. Neil Tyson Degrassi, yeah. That guy, I don't like that guy as much. I like that. I like that show. That's not a bad show, but that guy sometimes like puts his foot in his mouth. But whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know what you mean. I mean, I, I take, I just take the information. And I'm just like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> right, right. But, um, He's not Carl uh, Sagan. I think is my point. Morgan Freeman talking about geese flying in the cosmos. <laughs> Speaking of visuals, though, uh, we've been—I mean, we've been shooting our own music videos recently um, for the new record, and we've been getting really into uh, creating video feedback on TV screens. Oh, cool! So, yeah, it's like really, really trippy stuff. So we're gonna probably put that in for a live show. Yeah. So also on the next album, we're gonna be doing a lot of the videos ourselves. Yeah. um, Yeah. So that's. It's fun. A lot of fun creativity that can be had. I'm excited. That sounds awesome. Uh, we're we're nearing the end of our 42 minutes, but you know what kind of touring schedule do you have planned for this year? Well, I mean, so far uh, we just have we're just hitting San Francisco on the 19th at this place called Monarch, and then we're heading up to Idaho to Tree Fort. Um, and then I think we're probably on the 27th, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's so like, I was like, it, it's going to say, gonna like, out. you're going to get 27 or 28, depending on how tightly wound people are. <laughs> but I'm telling yeah, yeah. people it's the 27th, because for me, that's Friday night. It's not Saturday right. morning. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
And then, yeah, so, it, yeah, it is 27 because, yeah, we have a show on the 28th, that's right, in, in Washington. So we're just doing that, and then we're heading back home. And then I think we're definitely planning to do some touring in the summer, um, but we're not completely sure yet. So. Sure, as far as, like, when the whole promotional thing starts unfolding for the new album. Exactly. Well, so tonight on your Facebook page, and I encourage everyone to check out Deluxe's Facebook page and their Twitter page. You Where put, do they blow up a scion? <laughs> <laughs> you put this picture, this crumply picture that said something about wealthy girls and selfies. Yeah. Is that and I thought this is winking at the new album in some way. Are you at yeah, liberty is, to speak uh, about that? It's a it's a little hint of the new album. It's a little uh, of what's to come. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but in specific terms, that is a lyric from a song. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. that was forty two minutes. Thank you for sharing it with us. Yeah. Thank you, man. You bet. You've been listening yeah, was to. Fun. Oh yeah, man! It was a blast, dude. We'd like to talk to you guys again. You guys, uh, hopefully, if you enjoy Tree Fork. You guys will come again next year. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm pretty sure we'll enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Well, everyone, you've yeah. been listening awesome to Deluxe. Catering, I hope. <laughs> Say again. Sorry. I said I hope you guys have like awesome catering. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling. Actually, you know what? Actually, that is. I think so. The thing you're gonna find is that everyone is really super nice, and they go out of their way. They're just gonna take care of you. It, it's gonna be like, I don't know. It, <laughs> summer camp. It's banned summer camp. Yeah. You're gonna run around, right, right. and it's gonna be a blast. Yeah. Oh, also another band I want to see is Built to Spill. Sure. Yeah. And, but and, anyway. Yep. All right. Go ahead. Take us out, Will. All right. You've been listening to Deluxe on Thinkbook Radio, a production of thethinkbook.com. Information about the work of Deluxe can be found at innovativeleisure.net where you can find about Deluxe, Crystal Antlers, um, BBNG who will also be there. And for more information about the Sync Book, our guests, check out past shows or to subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, please be sure and visit our website at 42minutes.com. If you like this podcast, we would like you to go deeper and consider becoming a member. Some of the membership benefits include full access to the complete audio archives, discounts on books, behind-the-scenes scripts, bonus audio and video, as well as monthly online hangouts with the host. All this and more can be found at thesyncbook.com slash memberships. Thanks so much, and be glad, for thy brother was dead, but is now alive, was lost, and now is found. 